Welcome to the Digital Health Insights Podcast, where NZ Hits CEO Scott Arrell brings you key thought leaders to share their experience, views, and vision on all things digital health and more. Full tech enablement is essential for creating world-class health systems, and Scott's guests discuss how this can be achieved, the challenges that need addressing, the opportunities it creates, and the benefits delivered to health, disability, and social care services in New Zealand and worldwide. Hello and welcome to this episode that is part of the series highlighting the Health Tech Supernode Challenge that was launched on the 29th of June this year. It was my pleasure to interview Marian Johnson from the Ministry of Awesome who announced the launch on this podcast show. Since then I have interviewed Alexandra Stutheridge of KiwiNet, Rick Davies of Ryman Healthcare and Stella Ward from the Canterbury District Health Board. All of these people and their organisations are major supporters of the challenge. You can tell from their interviews just how passionate they are about fostering health tech innovation, not just for the benefit of the Canterbury region, but for all New Zealand. No less enthusiastic is today's guest, Rachel Wright, who is the Director for the Centre of Entrepreneurship at the University of Canterbury. As a delivery partner and key supporter of the Health Tech Supernode Challenge, Rachel talks to us about the reasons why the university is involved and the fantastic opportunities that anyone entering the challenge will experience. During this episode, you'll hear Rachel and me repeating the fact that applications close on the 16th of August. We don't want anyone to leave it to the last minute or miss out altogether, hence the importance of understanding there's three weeks or less, depending on when you're listening to this episode, uh, three weeks or less remaining for applications to be submitted. For more information, go to the challenges website, healthtechchallenge.co.nz. The process to submit and enter is simple, and there are contact details available if you have any questions to ask. You can also contact me by emailing podcast at nzhit.nz. Again, that's podcast at nzhit.nz. That's if you want to ask any questions, make suggestions on guests I could have on the show, topics you'd like me to cover, and provide feedback on what you think of the show, including suggestions for improvement. I will always be pleased to hear from you. As always, I also encourage you to check out our website at nzhit.nz, where you'll find news, events, resources, and much more. Now, let's have a chat with Rachel. Hi there, Rachel. Thanks for joining us today. Um, why don't you tell us, uh, to, to get started, you know, we've had this thing called COVID going on. You know, what's been keeping you busy and you know, uh, the focus for you, say, over the last few months? Yeah, hi, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I think the last few months have been um, very different. So for uh, uh, obviously at the University of Canterbury, pretty much, I'd say, overnight, we were going from teaching in class to teaching online. So yeah, that first month or so was quite a crazy time, um, learning all the stuff you need to do to actually be an effective teacher online and uh, work out how to use all the different technology. And um, interestingly, uh, I don't know, I, I sort of assumed that our students who we think are tech savvy would be all up with it with Zoom. Um, but a lot of the time was actually helping students understand how to engage uh online and actually use their technology. Um, we also even had to go as far as, um, yeah, students realising that, you know, when you zoom into a class and you've got your camera on, it's probably not good to have pictures of your boyfriend in bed in the back or have your mum yelling in the background that you need to clean up your room. 
So learning how to, you know, mute your microphone and think about what's in the background, it was, uh, yeah, quite interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's fascinating, actually. I, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. I've, I've got a friend who's a secondary school teacher and uh, she was, you know, some of the stories she was saying, exactly like you were saying, you know, you've just been rela- relating that, you know, the, expecting students to be really tech savvy, Um so it wasn't the case initially, but they sounds from her perspective they learned pretty quick. Uh, clearly, if, yeah, if there's pictures of the boyfriend in the back, they'd they'd probably only do that the once, wouldn't they? And then, <laughs> yeah, or it's pretty embarrassing to have your mum yelling in the background that you need to do something. Uh, yeah, so they learn pretty fast. Um, but uh, yeah, no, yeah, they embraced, uh, yeah, uh, embraced it. Yeah, a whole new uh, classroom etiquette really going on in this virtual world. Yep. Definitely, but interestingly, they're keen to be back, or they're back on campus now, and um, want the combination. They don't, you know, online was fine, but um, yeah, they're keen, and it's good to have. And it's sort of a bit weird to have so many people around you on campus. It's, uh, but it's good. It's nice. Yes, well, that's good, and um, yeah, I, I must say, yeah, the education sector, like the health sector, um, you know, we that pivot word, which you know, tend to get tend to be getting overused a bit at the moment, but, you know, that both those sectors have to pivot pretty quickly and, you know, one in order to, you know, maintain uh, healthcare services for people and the other one, obviously, educational services. And, uh, you know, I was really impressed. I, I thought both sectors did that very well considering, you know, it, and in lots of cases weren't ready for it. Yeah, I, I, like, I, I agree. Um I uh, was amazed at our staff and how we changed. Like, because essentially, you know, the announcement was Monday lunchtime. We sort of were preparing the weeks before, um, but you essentially had two, three days to get all the gear needed to make sure you had the stuff at home. And it's not until you're actually at home, you know, we're and trying it out, and and do you realise? Oh, you know, I actually needed a webcam that first week. Oh my God, trying to find a webcam. Ah, that was a complete nightmare. They were all sold out. Ah, it was, yeah, you had to do sort of weird drop-offs in people's letterboxes to pick up. Yeah, so, yeah, but mm. it was impressive. Once you got through that, um, yeah, I, I'm. it's it's amazing what you can do when you actually have to. Um, so and I actually had yeah. to, I, we all participated in, in um, online healthcare too because my son um, had some weird thing that occurred in the middle of all that, and um, I really loved it. I loved engaging with the doctor. It was great. He called me uh, rather than sitting in the waiting room. Um, so I'm really hoping that we continue. With yes, yeah, exactly. And yeah, some of our listeners will be will get sick of me re- recounting this story all the time. But yeah, I had a problem with a sore knee and uh, during lockdown, and I was able to do I think two or three. I think it was three online or, or virtual consultations with a physiotherapist, and it was fantastic. I yep. you know. Um, it was a bit weird, you know, sort of pointing a camera at my knee and then she was asking me to poke certain areas to, and then tell her how much it hurt. And uh, <laughs> but uh, um, it was effective. And she was able to give me exercises and, and do some, you know, do everything except, you know, check it out herself, uh, which we did as soon as we, you know, we got to the level where we, where I could go and see her in person. Um, and, and since then it's, it's been a combination of both. So that's really good. Uh, so I understand what you're saying. Hey, um, we're here primarily to talk about the Health Tech Supernode Challenge, which we we launched. Um, gosh, how long ago was that, Rachel? Uh, about oh, four weeks ago now. Yeah, three weeks. Yeah, yeah. and uh, with a bit of a uh, really excited because it's such a fantastic uh, innovation challenge in the health tech sector to come up with um, solutions to problems in the healthcare sector. And uh, University of Canterbury are 
are important. They're delivery partners in the in the program, in the challenge, and you know, massive supporters of it. Uh, uh, clearly, you and your role, you know, you're you're leading the charge for the for the university. So, yeah, why don't you sort of run over for us? Uh, why is it that the that the university views the challenge as such an important thing, and the amount of effort and resource that you're putting into it? Yeah, so uh, we're excited um, to be uh, co-delivering with Ministry of Awesome on this. Uh, from the university's perspective. Um, we actually, we had new vice-chancellor at the start of last year, and uh, over the course of last year, we spent a lot of time thinking about what is the strategy of the university, where should we be going? Um, and one of the key things that came out of that strategy was engagement and contributing to the community, contributing to society. So we see being part of this health tech challenge um, along those lines. So it's a way for us to take all the expertise, the knowledge, the enthusiasm from the students to the cool and innovative thinking from the staff and students and apply that to um, the health sector, which, you know, it's, it's doing pretty well. But I, I really think there's a huge amount of room for taking it to the next level. Um, and we've seen that with COVID-19. So we're excited that we can sort of leverage all the talent we've got and help apply it um, to the challenge and, and encourage the students and staff to come up with um, some exciting new innovations that could have real impact on people's lives. Yeah, and it's great uh, yeah, being part of the organising committee and, and my role, you know, um, it's been more about just supporting what you've been coming up with, you and Marion and and co at Ministry of Awesome and the others. And so that for me, it's yeah, you know, it's been uh, really great to see the commitment and the passion for this. And um, yeah, the the interest in the challenge is really going well. You know, we're we're starting. There's been a lot of visits to the website. So um, just to reiterate for people, uh, the if you want more information, go to Health Tech Challenge. .co.nz. And the other thing that, Rachel, you and I want to do today is make sure that people understand the close-off date for applications. So that's the 16th of August, uh, which is really, say, three weeks from now. Um, and I think that you wanted to emphasize to people, you know, don't don't kind of muck around or dawdle because um, those three weeks are going to go pretty quick from here on, aren't they? Yeah, like I, I'm... We've made the challenge such that it's actually really easy to enter. Um, you may go to the website and go, oh, gosh, there's lots of questions. Actually, all you need is an idea. Um, we're looking for anything from an idea or something that's close to market. So um, we really encourage you to just give it a go, submit. Don't don't um, sort of dilly-dally and, and go, oh, should I or shouldn't I? We're just like, give it a go, submit and see what happens um, because – your idea could actually be the next um, explosion and, and could have impact on people across the world. Mm. So, yeah, but, yeah, three weeks isn't that long to just sort of – because you do need to spend a bit of time crafting your message and thinking about what you want to say. It's not something you can do in five minutes. Um, so we really encourage people to get to the website, download the questions and get writing. Yes, and we I was part of a, a webinar um, just last week, where uh, we, with Harry Hawke from Web Tools as well, and Marion from Ministry of Awesome um, uh, to, as the convener, and so yeah, we were talking about some of the things that that 
people should be looking at or could be looking at. Where there's the particular, um, let's say, problem areas that or uh, sections, section, sorry, of the challenge where we're looking for specific sort of um, focus on. And one of those is rural health. The other is um, elderly health or older persons. Um, and then there's a catch-all, isn't there? Of of pretty much, if you've got any other idea for any other part of the health system, uh, then you know, there's nothing to stop you from actually submitting that either. Uh, and that, I like that about this challenge is that uh, there are two specific areas that we want to see some some solutions for, but, you know, we also recognise there will be solutions for other things, so we haven't precluded or stopped people from uh, from uh, putting their applications in for that, haven't we? No, exactly. That's what's so great about the challenge is that it's, it's uh, wide. You know, it's pretty much yeah. anything to do with health tech. In reality, so yeah. people shouldn't be thinking it's just out of care or rural care. Um, it is that plus more. So, and the reason why I really um, like this challenge so much is that all of us experience health, all of us see health. So, I'd really encourage listeners out there like, if you have experienced a problem or you've seen a parent or a family member or somebody close to you experience a problem, you're like, hey, wait a minute, I've got a technology way that, you know, there must be a better way to do it. Um, you should submit your idea because the best ideas are the ones that are based on a real problem, something you have seen or experienced because um, you've, you've actually got knowledge of why this is a problem and, and if you've got some idea about how it could be fixed, that's brilliant. That's what we're looking for. So, yeah, it's yes, really and, oh, Sorry, yeah, and in your role at the university, you know, you'll be seeing, you know, you'd be right in the, let's say, the sweet spot, wouldn't you, in terms of the, the thinking, the the new ideas, the, the sort of thought process in terms of innovation across the board, but particularly when we're talking about health. And I talked at, during the webinar about, you know, areas like even taking the education theme, you know, training in healthcare and then using, you know, digital solutions to support that, so around AR and VR and and remote, remote um, uh, training programs, those types of things. And if you think about rural health, then one of the you know, one of the challenges in rural health clearly is connectivity. You know that, that there is a problem around. You know, in some places, you know, they, they can't get the Wi-Fi or don't have the Wi-Fi. Uh, so that right at the moment, it might be difficult. But I also encourage people to think: well, you might be thinking of a solution uh, that does rely on connectivity. And if you're thinking about rural, then you might at the moment think. Oh well, I won't enter that because the you know the timing's not right. Well, I would encourage people to enter it because the timing will be right eventually. It's connectivity is going to be solved. Um, yeah, you know, there's a lot of work going on in that area already. And then thinking about elderly care, um, you might also think, well, pretty much all the solutions have been are there, you know, but but they're not. You know, there's there's plenty of areas around uh, uh, related to isolation uh, or socialization. Um, I would even be, you know, thinking a little bit out of the box and thinking about transportation. Um, those, those sort of, I think there's plenty of opportunities to come up with with some pretty, pretty um, bold and and new solutions for those sectors, along with the rest of the healthcare problems. Yeah, uh, that's that's the great thing about it is that we all experience health and we have health issues, or we see other people with health issues, and uh, there's so many issues and problems that we do need solutions for. You know, my father actually is, is, is very ill um, and we're doing everything we can to keep him in his home. Uh, we don't want to put him into care. We don't want him, that's where he will end his life. We prefer it to be at home. And just watching him and just seeing, I mean, I've got, I wish I could enter. <laughs> I've got, there's so many things that could actually help dad and actually, uh, like I make assumptions that all this stuff works, you know, like 
these mm-hmm. people are talking to these people, but in reality, they're not. So I think people shouldn't think, oh, that's probably already been thought of. You know what? It probably hasn't. And it's probably worth just submitting the idea because part of what we're doing with this um, challenge is that we want people to come forward with ideas. And we're, you know, obviously going to be selecting the top 20 to go into the pre-accelerator, but we're actually going to look at all the ideas and um, give avenues to everybody and, and help support everybody that's entered to develop their idea further. So people shouldn't think, oh, that's a stupid idea. Oh, that must have been done all before. Like I seriously thought, um, you know, with dad's um, health, you know, we got district nurses, we got nurse ward, we got his GP, we got all sorts of doctors coming in. They don't actually talk, you know, connect, there's not much connecting them together. Uh, I really thought that existed, but not quite. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And it's amazing no, how that's much. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah, like they're all scribbling stuff down on paper. I was like, okay, why don't they have iPads? I'm sure Stella can answer these questions. Uh, but like, don't make assumptions that this stuff exists. And don't assume because the technology isn't there, it's not going to work. Because it could be that somebody at the university is working on a bit of technology that you could take and apply to whatever you're doing. So that's why, yeah, I encourage you to just enter, put down your idea and see what happens. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, the, the, the total prize pool is you know, $340,000 worth. And, you know, I and the interview that I did with Stella most recently, you know, we talked about that and said, well, actually, you know, the, the cash component of that in proportion is not high. And if you were just entering because you wanted to win, you know, get some cash, then you're probably not entering for the right reasons anyway. But, you know, I wouldn't stop you. But, the actual thing you talk about the looking at every entry uh, application, um, the opportunities that will could come out of that. I think the you know the actual process of the challenge and applying and having it looked at. Uh, you know, yes, you you may not get through to that that final group, but the process getting through to there or not to there, um, you're going to get a lot of value out of that if you're an applicant, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's why I really want people to sort of put their ideas forward because we've got um, the Ministry of Awesome who can help with very early stage um, ideas, even, you know, help flesh that out a bit more. Here at the university, we can help students and staff flesh their ideas out. And then if it's a bit later stage, we have SyncLab. And that that's just the incubators. Then you've got, like, the District Health Board. Um, we have one of the most innovative District Health Boards in Australasia. Uh, I don't think people really appreciate... Um, the amazing stuff that this District Health Board has done post-earthquakes. Uh, we should be telling more stories about it. So getting access to what they have to offer and what they can provide and, and complement what you're doing um, is pretty impressive. And then Canterbury Tech um, is another amazing entity here in Christchurch that um, is a great network of interesting people doing interesting stuff. You've obviously got the University of Canterbury, ARA, um Lincoln you know so we're sort of in some way we're really a we little hotbed you know closely networked we know who's doing what where and the other thing people don't realize is we have this amazing manufacturing sector right here in Christchurch um so yeah it's uh it's it's a great place to innovate and develop new products and services yeah, and you've raised a really good point. You know, that's the ecosystem, if we can use that word, you know, is, and I've seen it just, uh, you know, really it's been coming for a while. But, you know, in the last five years, you know, I've, I've been involved with Canterbury and Christchurch for quite a bit longer than that in my 
previous roles in healthcare, um, I've really this the you know the the uh, precincts, um, really the development of the ecosystem and the encouragement that everybody gives each other down there. You know, I, I, it's awesome. I, I just just um, I don't see it happening anywhere else in the country, and good on Canterbury and Christchurch for doing it. As far as I'm concerned, I think others are going to have to catch up. Um, all get left behind. You, you, you're going to. You're actually creating a vacuum there, where you're kind of becoming that. Uh, all things innovative are getting drawn to Christchurch, aren't they? Yeah, like it's a really, really supportive environment. Um, uh, if anything, it's probably too supportive. I think we should be <laughs> encouraging some startups to move on and recycle back. Um, but yeah, it's a nice, close knit network, and you know. It, you don't have to drive far to go and talk to sort of the manufacturing and talk about this or you go and talk to some, you know, AR expert or wireless expert. Um, that's the beauty of it. And what I love about it is you can go and talk to Joe and Joe will go, oh, yeah, do you know John? And he will do this and I'll do the introduction. I'll do it right now and I'll call. And it's, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's great. It's lovely. It is, and yeah, giving a plug for the area, and well, obviously New Zealand as well. But you know, because we've got some international listeners that will be listening to this episode or this podcast, and um, I think that is a you've touched on a real critical piece of the kind of Kiwi Kiwi DNA in a way. It's uh, you know whether you are a born and bred Kiwi or not, um, you know some you know, uh, you don't have to be. You kind of you get into that environment that you get placed in, like in, in this case down in Christchurch, and everybody starts to feed off each other and bounce off each other. And, and, and yeah, we are really well connected, aren't we? You know, so it's that two degrees. I mean, yeah, no one's normally further than two degrees from, from the person or the contact they want to, they want to be in touch with. So, um, and I, I guess that's the thing. It's almost like you, you're down there in Christchurch. You've kind of put all of that on steroids and just going, well, you know, we're just going to make this happen. And everybody that comes here, you picks up on that DNA and and um, gets with it, and you know, so it's fantastic to see, and you know, and that's coming out in this in the Supernode Challenge that, you know, I know it 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 was being in development phase for a while, um, got a little bit um, uh, held up through the lockdown period, but there was just this massive determination that it was going to happen no matter what because it was just such a good thing to do, and you, I could feel, you know, the the meetings that I was involved in, you know, obviously joining them virtually. Um, you know the the passion and the commitment to make it happen was palpable, frankly. And and now we've got it, and it's exciting, isn't it? So we, you know, we've got some applications have come in. We know that there's been quite a lot of the application form has been downloaded. So there's there's people working on the application, and and I really just encourage people, uh, just like Rachel and I've been saying, and in my previous uh, interviews on this series about the, the Health Tech Supernode Challenge with with Marion originally, and then Alexandra Stuthridge from KiwiNet, uh, Rick Davies from Ryman Healthcare and Stella Ward from Canterbury DHB, you know, all of them, including now you, Rachel, are just saying just the enthusiasm and the encouragement to apply. Don't be put off because you think your, your idea might not cut the mustard. You, you, you're just open. Nobody's going to get criticised for applying, are they? It's just it's, it's, a, it's so encouraging. Yep, and we encourage, obviously, entries from throughout New Zealand, um, but I have to put a plug in. Um, we're particularly keen to get entries from Canterbury. So if you are... In Canterbury, please apply. Um, this, this challenge was set up for you. So um, it is a nationwide thing, but ideally um, we want to help grow people that are here right now. Obviously, if you want to move here, we'll happily bring you in. 
Um, but yeah, we're keen for applications. The more, the better. And like I said at the start, um, you know, idea, just a simple idea is, is fun. Yeah, and it has captured um, the feedback I've been getting from some of my contacts. It has captured uh, interest nationwide. There's no doubt about that, um, which is a good thing. And it shows you, you know, what, um, you know, kind of the robustness and the you know, the way that it's been put together for it to have attracted that much attention. Uh, I agree, though. You know, you, you know, there's been this is a Canterbury developed program. It's it's from that ecosystem with all of the different uh, partners and and players in it um, in that from that area. So yeah, you definitely I you know support what you're saying. You, the encouragement for those in Canterbury and Christchurch to apply, you know, that sort of I guess sometimes we say there's so much national interest that might put locals off, you know. But you know, I, I think you know, I think you and I know that there's that competitive spirit down there in in uh, Canterbury, isn't there, Rachel? That you know you, you're going to you're going to really want as many locals as possible to, to get them behind us, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I don't like losing. So I I, <laughs> I want the most applications to come from Canterbury. So it better happen. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's great. Yeah. Don't like losing. That that sort of sums up the Canterbury uh, kind of ethos, doesn't it, in a big way, doesn't it? Yep, so, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Now, just to remind people uh, that are listening in, if you haven't heard it already, the website um, to go to is healthtechchallenge.co.nz. Uh, all the information you need is there, and there's also a contact number or email address if you want to ask some questions. The way that it is set up is that you know we don't want anybody going into it blind. You know, if you if there is something you're not sure about, uh, there you might your solution, your idea may have, in your view, uh, say a quirk or something a little bit different. You want to run it past someone. I think there's that opportunity to do that, and um, so all the information you need is there. Um, absolutely support what Rachel said earlier on in this interview that it is a simple process and uh, just got to work your way through it don't leave it to the last minute you know like I'm Rachel I you know I I know myself I'm I'm a serial procrastinator you know like if it was me I'd wait to uh, what date the 15th and suddenly go oh my goodness I've got to work overnight now to get my application in but I, I'm pretty rare everyone else is going to get ahead of the game aren't they I hope so, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> I suspect we just don't want people overloading the system at like you know 10 p.m. on the 16th of August. Oh gosh, I hadn't even thought of that. No, yeah. Well, hey, hey, listeners, there's another reason you've got to get your application in. It's, uh, we don't, we don't want, we don't want to overload things as well. Hey, but yeah, you know, that's covered off pretty much everything that we need to in terms of the challenge. Um, and anything else, Rachel? That you know, in terms of your role at the can can excuse me, University of Canterbury, um, that you're seeing any trends perhaps that that might indicate for people if they're thinking about what sort of solution they might look at? Oh, I think the trend is obviously virtual, seamless, um, needs to you know be incorporated into people's lives. It's not something that should be a difficult thing for people to do or use. Um, I should just raise one thing. Um, I know we're sort of getting near the end, but people just do need to remember that um, this is a health challenge and potentially you're collecting health data. And just, just if you are going to be doing stuff like that, just, just think about privacy and just, just show that us that you're a wee bit aware that that sort of stuff has to be thought through. We're not, you don't need to solve it right now, but um, you do need to be careful when you're collecting people's health data. Um, and, and so there are a whole lot of laws and I think mm. laws, I don't know if they've just arrived here in New Zealand yet, 
um, becoming. So just don't forget that. But yeah, I think it's digital. Everybody, you know, everybody's moving to everything's online. Everything's like a device or something. Um, so that's why I'm just raising the warning about data because. Yeah. No, it's a good point, Ashley. Thanks for doing that because, yeah, we actually in the webinar that um, Harry and I and Marion were on, I, it was raised there as well. And so I, I flagged it where in terms of standard. So, yes, it, it may not have to have every standard already nailed. And in fact, you know, the pure sense of innovation, you wouldn't be expected to. But I think you would need to demonstrate that you understand those key areas like um, security and privacy. Uh, they, you know, they they go hand in glove, and and in healthcare, along with you know pretty much many parts of our lives now, but particularly in this case, uh, you would have to demonstrate you understand uh, the standards that would would revolve around your solution, um, the, and those aren't going to you know there is work going on right now in the health sector, you know to let's say tighten those up or make them more relevant um, for obvious reasons. You know, we uh, as digital health as technology. Uh, become plays a much in, uh, more increased role in everyone's lives, and in, in this, and particularly in healthcare, uh, we've got to create a situation where it's trusted. So, um, and you know, we've had some recent sort of high pub, high high visibility sort of issues around some privacy breaches, and that doesn't do any good for the public's trust of the system. Um, so, so expect some scrutiny on that, which is what you're, what's really what you're alluding to. Yeah, like I think for the application, people don't have to have that solved, and we're not expecting that at yeah. all. I think it's yeah. just um, just some small awareness, that's all it needs to be, that uh, need help on, because um, part of this challenge is to enter and then you'll get some support about how to develop stuff and just go, hey, not sure how this works for data privacy or whatever, keen to get some help and some advice. Mm -hmm. That's all it Yeah, needed. and the... Yeah, I agree. And the, the Privacy Commission has got a lot of good, very good information. They just need to, um, you know, you don't have to understand it all, but you need to be able to point to it and, and demonstrate you know where it is and some key points to it. You know, and just as a basic, just knowing that is, and demonstrating that um, is is important. So, yeah, but, so it's a good point. Thank you, Rachel. And thank you for today, this interview. This is, uh, this is the fifth in our our series on the Health Tech Supernode Challenge. It's the last one in terms of uh, reminding people and really emphasizing the fact that get your application in. Uh, they close off on the 16th of August. It's not hard to do, and we really encourage everyone to get into it. So thank you again, Rachel. I hope, you, I hope you've enjoyed the podcast interview experience with, uh, with me. Thank you. It's been fun. Hope to do it again soon. Good. Yeah, thank you. And well, actually, you have during the conversation. We've, you know, I think we need to come back afterwards after the, you know, um, let's say the winners have been announced, and let's review, have a bit of a reflection on on how it's gone and and where the you know those that are uh, have been successful are heading. Yep, sounds good. Great, thank you, and thank you, listeners, for joining us today. Uh, just uh, I know I've been let's, let's say banging on about it a bit, but you know, the website to go to is healthtechchallenge.co.nz. No excuses. Three weeks to go, uh, so get on to it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Digital Health Insights Podcast with Scott Errol. Make sure to subscribe and join us again for more news, views, and stories from key health and tech leaders. For more information, please head to our website at www.nzhit.nz where you'll find links to resources, news, events, and much more.